0: you're listening to The C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin on the C. Joining me from the other side of the world is Zijan the Z. Uh, hello, Zijan. Hey,
1: Colin. Um, given what's happened in the past week or so, what are the chances we'll be seeing the movie The Big Shot 2? Uh,
0: is this a reference to the exciting world of GameStop and short-selling? Yeah. GameStop? Game, <laughs> it is. Game something. GameStop. It is
1: GameStop. Yeah. GameStop or GameSpot? One Game
0: something. Um yeah no you and I we're actuaries. We have the foremost uh, actuary based film review podcast on the internet maybe. It's
1: <laughs> probably true actually. So
0: um, so we we're already very familiar with the concept of short selling. Um, not that i 've ever short sold anything in my life, but I knew what it was well
1: I think anyone who's seen the big shot will have seen Margot Robbie explaining it to everyone as well that 's
0: true so it 's not all those years of training that we did pointless we could have just watched the big <laughs> shot and uh exactly but anyways the internet has decided again to understand it sort of um and got very excited yeah i i i do, i don't think we're going to see the um a film of this, but who knows. I suppose it lends itself to like, to COVID films because you don't need to actually be in the same place as anyone else. Yeah, just, exactly. Just lots of people in their bedrooms uh, buying stock.
1: Well, you'll probably have Margot Robbie in a bubble bath again explaining what happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's
0: going to fill five minutes of the film. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can do this. but yeah, no, I, I, I'll watch it. Why not? I'll watch it. As, a, as, a, as we record this, John, it's snowing here in Bristol. Ah, nice. Yeah, it started coming down. Uh, just about half an hour ago a, hmm. oh. um, today we are looking into the darkness and past of 2001 um, we're going to look at 2001 of film uh, we're also looking at the film the last weekend uh, we've got a quiz on pixar shorts uh, and much much more
1: we shouldn't promise that we have much much more where we do not have much i've got much, quite more. a
0: lot this time actually what I, let me see i've got I've... I've got nine pieces of news really
1: my my Nicholas Cage fan page is not <laughs> giving me anything
0: this week. <laughs> oh, that's very sad, isn't it? There there's not a trailer out yet for um, his new his film about uh, playing himself. Him is being it? him, no, not yet. Okay, <laughs> not
1: am aware of. Did you watch
0: that thing he did about swearing? No, was that he, he did something on Netflix about the history of swearing? I think it was a documentary. I, I haven't seen it. Of course, it. It. yeah. Ah, Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Um, we should do a Nicolas Cage episode one time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen very few Nicolas Cage films, but I could I could pad it out. I'm sure. Um, okay. Have you got Have you got any? Should I start since I've got so much one using? You, you can start. Yeah, go on. Um, I'll, I'll try and pick one that you probably haven't got, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, Cloverfield is getting a sequel. Um, only only... only had
1: a couple of sequels before.
0: Well, so it's had this is Cloverfield. Is like kind of films in the same kind of universe or maybe even multiverse so obviously um, i'll say obviously cloverfield lane which i talked about a couple of episodes ago i think and uh, the cloverfield paradox but they, they weren't really directly connected they were just kind of these are stories about monsters and weird stuff and they've all got the word cloverfield in the title and in fact the last cloverfield lane and, and cloverfield paradox weren't cloverfield films until they just stuck the word cloverfield on them but no it's getting a, it's getting a proper proper sequel standard you know in the same world following on from the events of the previous one
1: is it going to be a found footage film
0: as it's well, not like the they've one. confirmed it's not going to be found footage i think the found oh. footage thing has passed passed by now isn't it thank goodness though did, I'm you, quite
1: glad. did you see cloverfield no i've not seen it
0: it's i mean i seem to remember it being pretty good um but i'm not sure i want to see i mean it's, it's not the, the found footage thing is what really sets it apart because otherwise it's just a big monster terrorizer city which we've seen a hundred oh. times and, we're gonna see again this year with Godzilla versus Kong, um, but if it's not if it's not fan footage, then it's just I don't know what it has to offer. Really, I am not. Sure, I am not very excited about this one. I can't remember any of the cast of the previous one apart from Lizzie Kaplan, who died in it. So uh, um, I don't know if they're bringing them back. Huh. So, no. Oh well,
1: yeah, that's definitely one piece of news there. I am not covering. No, <laughs> it,
0: it, was, it, it was bottom of my list. I thought I worked my way up.
1: <laughs> yeah, good choice, good choice, Colleen. <laughs> um, what do I have? What do I have? Um, so pictures of Kirsten Stewart as. Princess Diana is making rounds. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, she looks really good as it as well. She
0: does like, look a lot like uh, a lot like Princess Diana. Is this a uh, Netflix film? I,
1: I don't remember whether it's a Netflix or not, but uh, it's called Spy, uh, Spencer. Right. And it's directed by Pablo Lorraine, who also last did a female biopic with Jackie.
0: Oh, that was him. Oh, ah, okay. That's interesting. That was good. Uh, you good like film. Jackie, right? Oh, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because um, oh, it wasn't that long ago we had a Diana film, wasn't it? That everyone hated.
1: Uh, that's the one with... Uh,
0: ne- Naomi Watts.
1: Naomi Watts, yep, that's right. Yeah, no, I like that. And then there's um, The Crown right now has a Diana. Yes. Um, Emma Corrin who's playing her. And she's really good in it as well. And obviously they're getting another uh Diana, <laughs> another actress to play Diana for the next season of The Crown as well, given that they changed actresses. And actors uh, Every two seasons Alright oh, So the next one Will be played by The actress in Tenet I can't remember her name Oh
0: Elizabeth Tobicki Okay Yes Elizabeth Tobicki uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a very good Piece of casting um, Okay I don't watch The Crown But Elizabeth Tobicki Would be a great Diana Too tall but other, Apart from that uh, yeah. Okay So many Dianas Yeah I, I've, I've, I, I feel that we've done The Diana story As much as needs to be done But there you go um,
1: I think since The Crown has come out There's a lot more interested in Diana than there was before.
0: Well, was there? Maybe internationally. Yeah. In, in, it, there seemed to be a subset of, of British public who, who never stopped being interested in Diana. Uh, it still <laughs> makes the front cover of various tabloids quite a lot. There. Yeah. Okay, I won't be watching it, but fine. Unless it's really good. Think. Speaking of things I won't be watching, um, Tomb Raider 2. Um, <laughs> we, we had yeah, the surprising piece of news a while ago that Ben Wheatley would be directing it. Um, he's dropped out he's not doing it and someone called Misha Green is going to be doing it instead um, I I don't think the first one did very well did it I, maybe it, oh. I guess it must have done okay but um, Alicia Vikander who was huge is no longer huge so she, she'll she come back um, and they can have another kind It worse
1: than a first film right it was quite bad
0: it was pretty bad I mean it was better than we the, reviewed it yeah we did it was better than the Angelina Jolie version but it wasn't good it was. I mean, it feels like there's the makings of something there, maybe. But so maybe you yeah, have another stab at it. But yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. my news this this time is only about sequels, I'm not that interested in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely moving. Uh, <laughs> uh, giving a news from the from the bottom up. I am.
0: Um, one of them I've left out because <laughs> I can't even remember anything about it. But I'll come back to it. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna put something here that you're definitely not covered anyway. Okay. Um, Robert Roger Griss is rebooting the Spy Kids franchise. Is he? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spy Kids franchise uh, about about two kids of spies played by Antonio Banderas. And I don't know <laughs> who played the mum, but uh, it's a feel good family film. Um, he recently did another film on Netflix called We Can Be Heroes. Oh yeah. Where instead yeah. of. Uh, Spies having kids is about superhero kids because uh, superhero is so popular now. And is it, It's um,
0: like a crossover universe, is it? Or are they just separate? I, I, th- I think it's going to be separate. Okay. I'm not sure. I thought I saw something about it being the same thing, but maybe it's just the same idea. Um,
1: were there three Spy Kids films? I know there was at least two.
0: Okay. And then there was... Oh, what I find weird is this Machete, a play, uh, character played by uh, oh. Daniel Trejo. Was in, yes. it was in one of those films and also in this like really gruesome action horror not horror just really violent action thing called Machete Kills and it's like this is all part of the same universe it's really weird uh, good yep. so there must be some news in here <laughs> for something that I'm going to watch um, let's have Seth MacFarlane has apparently approached Liam Neeson uh, for a Naked Gun reboot do you know the Naked Gun
1: isn't that the one with Steve Martin
0: no it's Leslie Nielsen but um, Leslie Nielsen and Steve Martin have uh, similar qualities uh, other than one of them's dead <laughs> um, so Leslie Nielsen was he was kind of like this just straight uh, actor and did a lot of, kind of I think war films and stuff and then um, suddenly he became this uh, the, the lead of, of a large number of spoof films so The Naked Gun was, was a spoof uh, spy thing and it came out of The of the Police Squad which is a TV series of spoof police things and um, he did various others. Uh, and it's kind of just known for horrendously uh, tortured puns and slapstick. That's what you like, Colin. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. But <laughs> I, I think that, Personally, I think the, the TV series is actually quite a lot better than the films, but um, the Police Squad TV series. But yes, I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give this a go. Liam Neeson, uh, not known for his comedies. He did, um, was it A Million Ways to Die in the West? Which, which everyone hated and I haven't seen. And uh, he, I saw him in an episode of Life's Too Short, which is the Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant thing. But yeah, um, having gone from serious dramatic actor to action star, maybe this is a new yep. phase of his career. Is is, uh, is a wacky comedy?
1: Hmm. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck to Liam. <laughs> um,
0: I don't think you're. I don't think you'll be able to do it. Ah.
1: Uh. Um, next on my list Is that Luke Evans is Has been cast In Pinocchio Oh yeah The live action film uh, As The coachman
0: The, the coachman <laughs> Is I, I I don't feel like I've seen Pinocchio uh,
1: If I'm not mistaken So Pinocchio can be Quite a very dark
0: Cartoon
1: Because I'm pretty certain He and a bunch of kids Were taken to a, a Somewhere where They were turned into donkeys Alright Uh yeah, I yeah, think the, uh, the, yeah. the coachman was the one who brought them there. Okay. Um, yeah, because they were lazy. That's why they got turned into donkeys. That's why
0: classic, um, classic, classic, approach. Um, exactly. Is Tom Hanks in this? It yeah, he is. Yes. He's playing uh, Geppetto. Uh, fine. All right. Cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Boyega and Robert De Niro will be uh, acting together in a film called The Formula. Uh, for netflix which is about a formula one driver um who becomes a getaway driver uh which i'm assuming of those two is going to be john viega rather than uh, robert de niro which sounds like a good old, good film good old fun time to me i think that sounds like a, a, a fun concept it's a bit baby driver-esque i suppose um,
1: yeah i mean i saw baby driver recently as well so did. Did. like yeah it's a very very good film so it, it's going to take some time uh it's got lots to do too. Some things to top yeah. it, yeah, exactly.
0: John Berg is a very personal actor. be really nice to see him um, getting a big post-Star Wars yeah. role. So, uh, exactly, yeah. I, I, and it's on Netflix. Um, so I don't, I don't know when that's coming. Probably not this year, I thought, but, uh, uh, but that's in the works.
1: Nice. Uh, I don't have much interesting news left because the remaining bits of my news are basically sad news about films being postponed again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is very, which is um kind of expected but still very sad although they they changed the poster for the no time to die yeah to be to be like uh, uh, october and we we're just saying that you might as well just change the question marks for yeah. at this point in time uh, what, what's the point of wasting well it's been moved back <laughs> to
0: being the same day as morbius Eight, uh, 8th of october which one to choose here, Jan? which one to choose uh more choices man yeah uh yeah no i i've down some of these so last night so it's gone back to 22nd of October, but um. I didn't bother writing them all down because you tend to, to cover those, but it seems like you've given up the will on those, so... Um, oh, that's the point. That's what, the point. Give, we, we're, yeah, no, fi- is, no. when,
1: when the movie finally settles on its dates you know, and it's going to come out, then, then we'll announce yeah. that. Come tools, back right? to us
0: when you're sure, guys. Um, interestingly, yeah. no, nothing about Black Widow yet. I do wonder if they're just going to give up and chuck it on Disney+. Plus. Um, Most likely, right? I think so. Maybe with, this, with the Mulan model if you've got to pay extra for it, but I think as we said before the longer you leave it the more it kind of clogs up their plans because you've kind of they've got all these other things that they are doing Doctor Strange and Spider-Man or else they're taking off the universe in this whole new exciting direction
1: and like, um, given yeah. how the previous blockbusters have been performing yeah. too much waiting is not necessarily a good thing
0: well that's it I mean if it comes out I, I mean I think Tenet was partly Dindyville because it just wasn't very good but, but if it comes out kind of as cinemas are starting to reopen, how many people are going to go yeah yeah. We shall see. Um, a couple more things then. Um, uh, Hugh Grant's in talks to do Guy Ritchie's next film. so He thought he was very good in uh, The Gentleman, which was Guy Ritchie's film from um, the start of last year. Uh, so he's in talks. And he's also in Man from Michael. So he seems to be uh, intimate with Guy Ritchie a fair bit now. Um, we're going to get a Willy Wonka prequel. I've
1: not seen this piece on news Thank Why? Uh, why? Would uh, why so so
0: who knows what? I'm, so the fact it's a Willy Wonka prequel makes me think it must be a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory than, or maybe to the book in general, I, I don't know, but...
1: Um, well, it kind of has to be, right? Like, it's just the origins of Willy Wonka, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, I guess the, the the point I was trying to make is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the film title, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the book title, so I don't know whether the prequel in the book or the oh. film which were a bit different, but not that different, really. Uh, anyway, Paul King is going to be directing it, who's um, the man behind uh, the Paddington films, which, um, which are good, but that's not until 2023... Uh, <laughs> so we'll have long forgotten it um, I've written down Kerry Mulligan on for fingernails about testing love I no longer know what that means but good for her I look forward to that <laughs> um, and the last I like Kerry Mulligan I think she's great I'm a really fan, big fan but I don't know what that is the word fingernails is capitalised so I'm guessing that must be the film title <laughs> oh dear and matt damon is coming into is going to be in thor 4 also known as thor love and thunder Uh, you'll remember that he played the guy playing thor oh yeah asgard um so presumably he's back for that role i hope so i think that'd be brilliant so there you go i don't know why they've told us that already but there you go maybe it leaked those are all the pieces of the news here, so we move on to our segment to see or not to zed. We talk about films that we have seen and to tell you the listener whether you should see them or not zed them. Uh what have you been uh, what have you been watching, Jean? Um
1: I saw this film on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, um I saw Election. Oh, right. The 1999 film starring Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. A very young Matthew Broderick and a very young Reese Witherspoon as well. Um Revolves around the student body election and satirize. Sat, I, I can't pronounce this word. Satirizes. Yes, satire. Yeah, <laughs> politics and high school life. Um, yeah. So I didn't really like this film. No, I had to say I went online on Wikipedia. Like it's gotten really good reviews. Like mm-hmm. I think Rotten Tomatoes is like ninety six percent. It's gotten extremely good reviews. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was nominated for a Golden Globe award. Uh, for her performance here, but I just do not get. The hype of this film? No. Uh, like, none of the characters are very likable. Like, the main... Uh, Matthew Broderick plays a high school teacher who's... Uh, spoiler alert for those who have not seen this film before, but he's taking revenge against a high school student, Reese Witherspoon, running for president because she slept with his best friend who's a teacher and ruined his life. Alright. Which kind of doesn't endear me to... him at all. Um, and... You know, midway through the film He starts fantasising about You know, Reese Witherspoon as well As well as the ex-wife of his best friend So I do not understand why people like this film so much I really don't Um, It's supposed to be a dark comedy Um, I guess some bits uh, Could be funny Yeah Um, It's just Yeah, I I don't get it I really do not get it
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something here I watched the first maybe 15 minutes of it once And I thought, no, this isn't for me Um I mean, I, I guess everyone being unlikable is the point. But uh, Dave uh, Park Frown, friend of the show, uh, is a big fan of this film. He, he loves it. So next time you next time you see him, Zian, you can ask him why he likes it. He
1: yeah, could, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely need like a clear
0: explanation of why this is. I'm trying to the, Is it Alexander Payne the director? Um, he also did Sideways, I think, which I also really didn't like, and it got great reviews. Um, I think that's him. Uh, so yeah, I I don't I just don't get him either.
1: I have to say, right? Like I had to like, uh, before I finished the film, I had to go on Wikipedia to see how it ended because I didn't want, to, I didn't want like, the protagonist to get their, you know, to to win basically. Yeah. Okay. Like I ended just I didn't want to finish the film knowing that they they win win in the end. She gets, so I had to go to Wikipedia yeah. to see his come up to be able to you know oh, finish right. watching it. That's how I felt about it. Because
0: she um she goes on to be to Congress or something. Don't you or Senate or something? Yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, so you're saying give that one a miss to our listeners, or, or are you saying make up your own mind? Um, yeah, I just I just don't like it, so, Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I've been watching a couple of things, so one of them is The Dig, uh, which is new on Netflix um, a couple of days ago as we record, uh, which stars Kerry Mulligan, in fact, I mentioned earlier, and Ralph Fiennes. Uh, it's about uh, an excavation of a site in Suffolk, uh, Sutton Hoo, which listeners may have heard of. I've, I believe I've been there in my youth. Um, it was this in the world of archaeology, a, a kind of phenomenal discovery uh, of a, basically a, a, where a boat had been buried as a, as a uh, kind of a, a burial site, and they discovered all sorts of things like coins and things that they, they didn't know that Anglo Saxons had at that point. So it was, it was a big leap forward in the discovery of of, of our past. Carrie uh, Mulligan plays a um, woman who's, who owns the land, and Ray finds is, is an excavator who comes and starts to dig before uh, it gets taken over by the British Museum. Yeah, effectively um it's getting it seems to be getting a lot of good reviews i i thought it was, it's kind of a very cozy sunday tea time kind of movie to me it's the kind of thing i can imagine my parents enjoying a lot uh, i don't okay. listen to this anymore um, which is not a criticism by any means i think it's it's, it's nice if you if you're interested in archaeology which i'm I'm not really um then i think it has it has some of that for you as well um i find it slightly odd and it it was it almost felt like these gold coins we're finding in this boat uh or the, the obviously not an actual boat because the wood rotted or whatever but um the signs of the boat maybe aren't interesting enough so there are quite a lot of subplots lily james is in it and her husband who's a much older man and there's got kind of stories of love affairs and unfaithfulness and marriages falling apart and carrie mulligan's character and her son and various deaths and things and it's there's a lot of personal stuff going on around all of this, which I'm assuming is true, or, or mostly true, because it's obviously based on, on reality. But it, it's almost like they didn't have enough confidence in the dig itself. That And it's all happening on the cusp of World War II as well, so there's all these kind of stories about people going off to war and waiting for war to be announced. So yeah, it's, it's nearly two hours. It felt like quite a lot being thrown into the mix. But um, yeah, I, I think people will enjoy this. It certainly doesn't feel like... It's the kind of film that you, that you would never need to go to the cinema to see. I think you can just have it on, enjoy some enjoy some crumpets and, uh, and, and uh, a nice cup of <laughs> tea and watch this film, I would say. Okay, okay. Um, I also watched a film called Finding the Way Back, which in America is called The Way Back. I have no idea why they added the word finding um, for the UK market. <laughs> for the British market. audience, just such, in case. <laughs> such a weird decision. Cause I thinking, <laughs> sometimes they do this, like if... So, there's, you know the film, um Neighb- or there's a film called Neighbours starring Seth Rogen and um, Zach, who was it? Bad S- Neighbours. S- Zach, is that well, that's it. In the UK, it was called Bad Neighbours because the, the Australian soap Neighbours is very popular here and they wanted to make sure we didn't think it was that. Uh, or, or the film <laughs> Avengers Assemble, which in America was called The Avengers, but we had a film, had a TV series uh, in here called <sighs> The Avengers. So it. But I can't find a British thing called The Way Back I have no idea. So that was the main, my main takeaway from this film. But anyway, it's um, it's Ben Affleck. I mentioned it actually uh, in our year review podcast as the best film I didn't get around to seeing last year. Uh, It's Ben Affleck who plays uh, an alcoholic uh, uh, guy who takes on a job as a basketball coach at a high school. Uh, Ben Affleck is really good in this film, Um, really good. The fact that he is himself an alcoholic, I think, plays into that. He obviously has experienced a lot of that what what struck me is that i of the entire supporting cast i think i, I kind of half recognized one of them and it i think that tells you quite a lot because it's kind of film that if the script was better uh, yep. you'd get more stars in it i think um it's really a ben affleck vehicle no one else has a lot to do really it is it's it's for it's one of those films that it's all about the central character and no one else really has any arcs or anything of interest is it be oscar beat
1: though
0: um yeah, you could say that. it feels to me that Ben Affleck doesn't care too much about Oscars these days. So I, I think it almost feels a bit like therapy for him to be honest, um, to do this film. And I I don't think it's gonna be in the Oscars. I mean it's the kind of thing that maybe could have could have been in the and probably still is in the award season discussion, but I don't think we'll it's one of those ones that will just fade away before the proper discussion gets going, I think. So it's it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't I wouldn't rush I, I'd kind of wait till it's on a streaming service or something and then watch it there. I wouldn't rush out and pay for it. Cool. And if anyone can figure out why the word finding has been added... Um, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Uh, at Movies on Twitter or Movies at gmail.com. We move on, Zijan, to uh, a segment where I was slightly out of order because we missed it last time. It's Look Back in Oscar... Uh, where we look back at uh, films that have won the Best Picture Oscar, and we are looking back at The Lost Weekend. Um, hopefully I've not talked enough season for you to change your notes around so that you've got. Uh,
1: Yeah, but it's very weird to talk about a film that I saw three weeks ago, instead of, start, instead of being fresh in my mind. Yep. It's yep. not as fresh as it was, <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> back then. But anyway, um, it's a 1945 film directed by Billy Wilder, starring Ray... Millian and Jane Wyman So that's the problem as well Like Because Now Because I've seen it Three weeks ago Like I need to make sure That my notes I'm not even sure Whether my notes are correct Maybe right. there's some typos in here <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, It's based on a Charles R. Jackson 1944 no- Novel of the same name It was nominated For seven Academy Awards Winning four uh, Best Picture Director Actor And adapted Screenplay um, It also shared The Grand Prix In the first Cannes Film Festival Which is shared With only two other films and one which is the most recent parasite that one that, and I usually give the synopsis, which is the last weekend is about an alcoholic writer, and his relationships, uh, and the effects of alcoholism on the, uh, on the people around him and himself.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was intrigued. What part of the reason I, fact, no, I suggested this one is because I recently watched um, uh, a Billy Wilder film. Uh, which the title has now escaped me. It was really good. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's mine. Uh, um, see, we had all these nice tidbits and stuff that we... we, we Yeah, if, if we'd done this last time, I would have had this. <laughs> um, oh, boy. It was a film that he... Uh, that was based on Raymond... No, this film that... Uh, Double, Double Indemnity, there you go. Which I think I mentioned on the podcast, actually. He, was, he did a film called Double Indemnity, which was really good. And Raymond Chandler co-wrote the screenplay uh, with him. And a lot of people think this film was kind of a reaction to that because of having to work with Raymond Chandler, who apparently was uh, an alcoholic writer, or certainly drank heavily. Um, I don't think that's besmirching him. <laughs> I think that's- mm. So uh, yeah, this this is as you say, it's just a weekend, as the title suggests. Uh, and the main guy is he's hiding from his brother and his and his girlfriend. Um, he's drinking. He's claiming that he's gone. Uh, he's now sober they, they've they discovered that he's not and they go off and, and basically leave him for the weekend and you see what he gets up to
1: yep he relapses quite badly
0: he does Um, yeah you find his brother has removed a lot of the alcohol that is hidden around the apartment so he's desperate for it and he's got no money so he's definitely going to the bars and desperately trying to get some uh, some liquor and yeah things don't go well for him I I love this film I thought this was really good I think it was a great central performance Um, from from is it Ray Million? I think that's his name. That's why I written down. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, yeah, I I thought, uh, very strong. I thought, um, very well directed by Billy Wilder. So I think I prefer his non-comedies to his comedies um, from the ones that I've seen. What do you think? I...
1: I I did like the, the the shot When he was looking for His last bottle of alcohol And then you can see it, You can see the lamp Just in the background mm. I thought it was a very well Well put shot together um, It's definitely uh, uh, A film of its times as well Because back then I think When you have alcoholism You get sent to an asylum Apparently Yes um,
0: yeah.
1: Which was Yeah Which was quite surprising And also Back then Apparently $10 Can buy you Two bottles of rye yes. Three apples And nine shots With change to spare
0: Ten dollars. Uh, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I guess that's like you could do in nineteen forty-five. That was the
1: first thing I picked up. For right? I was <laughs> doing that. Like, okay, he had ten dollars, right? He borrowed ten dollars. <laughs> he he got ten dollars from the maid. They were supposed to pay the maid, and he went down for like a drinking spree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> on my, on my notes. Like, ah, uh, right. I wish that was the case now to be possible.
0: So, the lesson you got from this film about a guy whose life falls apart because of alcoholism is that you wish you could buy alcohol more cheaply. Is that what you? <laughs> is that inflation is bad? Yeah, okay. Probably. fine uh, <laughs>
1: Now he he's surrounded by a lot of enablers, though, like people who gives into him very easily, um, very very easily. So, I am talking about a plot here more than yeah, more, yeah. more than anything rather than the performances. Uh, yeah, he's support surrounded by lots of enablers, like like women just fall over for him quite easily. The bartender just gives into him. Just like yeah, that, no matter, yeah. without asking any questions. Um and I think the ending is just too convenient, it wraps up everything too nicely. Like he wanted a miracle and then the guy found a typewriter there and then uh, everything is good now. But I'm pretty certain that like, if the movie were to carry on forwards after this weekend, there's no doubt in my mind that he will relapse again immediately because the, the, there's no like growth in his character in the sense that yeah. you can tell that he will get better from this, you know. It,
0: yeah, it's, um, no I agree with I think the one weak point for me is the ending and um, the book that it's based on uh, ends differently it basically has it basically does exactly what you say it kind of seems like everything's fine and then, you, then he starts another drinking binge right at the end so basically he's, he's relapsed again and I, I was really expecting the film to do that as well I was surprised it didn't uh, I thought you might just have a final shot where he's pulled out another bottle from somewhere or something uh, the music in this film I think is, is really really great um, it is really good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I like it. Really make really gets across this deranged um, world's falling apart type. Of thing. What I found interesting, I read up on the well, just on the Wikipedia, but um, apparently when this was played for test audiences, they were laughing, um, and that was partly. I mean, the music was this kind of jazz uh, thing, which I guess made it all look a bit funny. When you I mean, when you change out that music for what we got in the end, which is very yeah. distinctive, uh, then it gets a completely different impression. There was a really weird bit with a with a bat and a mouse. Which
1: <laughs> I, I thought the mouse looked better than the bat did.
0: Yeah, I guess because the mouse is probably real and the bat was probably cardboard or something. But, uh... <laughs> the
1: bat was so fake, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a flying piece of cardboard. Yeah, uh, which
0: I thought, particularly for the time, was very out there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'd say I'd say check this one out. I think it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Would you would you say that as well, Z? You know, you're not not. No, I think yeah. I think it's worth
1: watching. Like, I think everyone should you know, all all the Oscar films I watched so far. I think it's, everyone should just check them out anyway, regardless. Mm. Of it. I think as I agree. It's a good central performance. He he was great. It's great if you want to see good acting. yes, yeah. film to be. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Next time, then we go back to actor factor where we look at the films of particular actors. Ijan. have you got an actor for us?
1: Yes. Uh, we are going to look at the films of one Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan.
0: Wow. Okay. Are we including the Bond films? Yeah, I guess so. That's good, because like, I haven't right? watched many. Um, maybe I'll get to the Thomas Crown Affair before next time. Uh, we then talk... Uh, we move on, sorry, to our main segment, which is 2001 in film, and you know what's happening, Zij, and You know what's coming. It's the traditional, I ask you what you were doing in 2001 question. Why?
1: Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> Just because
0: oh of your reaction, really. Uh, two, <laughs> two, two,
1: two, two, 2001 is definitely starting better
0: than 2021 did, I have to say. Uh, uh, yeah, I no, suppose so. I i know that we got to see people yeah that was that was good yeah we got to see people we got
1: to go out <laughs> there wasn't a, a global pandemic happening the year before and now there were films out there are actual films out you know call 20 years down the line we'll be looking at the films of to 2020 <laughs> yeah like, like, so nothing happened in
0: 2020. <laughs> yeah i was looking at this list so I, I was not a frequent cinema goer in 2001 which i think as, as long time listeners will know we, we alternate between going 10 years back and 20 years back and quite often that's the case when we look 20 years back and think i wasn't going to the cinema much there was some stuff i was very excited by this year and a lot of stuff um that i didn't see to me this looks a little bit like the the start of um the change in cinematic trends where if you go into the 90s uh say a lot of the films the biggest films were based on who the stars were so the the, the latest Julia Roberts film the latest Brad Pitt film oh. um, stuff like that I guess it, to a certain extent Tom Cruise at that point um, whereas I, I think this list was starting to move more into or maybe continuing to move but into franchises is a big thing
1: lots of franchises if you look at the, yeah. the highest grossing films of 2001 and I know you have the same list as I do Colin yes, yes. the top five films are the first films of franchises
0: that's true and indeed in fact you know uh, so then films uh six seven and ten are all uh, six seven eight and ten no seven eight and ten what am i talking about uh anyway three of the others are are also in franchises one of them definitely tried to start a franchise yep. and failed um so there's only one film in this top <laughs> ten as you say that that wasn't either in a franchise or trying to be in a franchise um yeah, and, and so let's go through them then. So let's ten to one. Uh, number ten is Hannibal, which is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. I have not seen it, and I will not see it. <laughs> I've I not seen
1: it either. I've seen Silence of the Lambs, though. I'm pretty sure I told you before, and it's a very good film. But yeah, back in two thousand one, just like you, I do not watch that. Do not watch that many films, and even if I did, Hannibal wouldn't be top of the list. Given that we were like what sixteen then, uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you might about, have been 16, I was probably 15, but uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be top of my choices to watch, especially looking, looking at the list of films that are out there.
0: No. It
1: definitely would be right down, of the <laughs> right at the bottom of the 10 films out there. Yeah, fair
0: I'll enough. Uh, number nine is Planet of the Apes, which is the Tim Burton version. Um, this is the one that, I mean, I guess it's in a franchise, but, cause it, but it's not in the same continuity as the previous Planet of the Apes <laughs> films, I don't think. I've not seen it. Um, they got... Uh, uh round panned pan, quite pan, belly, yes.
1: yeah. yeah, this is the one with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Because Obviously, um, yes, I think, uh, and this is the one with the Lincoln ape, right?
0: Ape Lincoln, that's uh, ape Lincoln, yep. Yes, um, which people hated. Uh, I've seen that clip where they go, they come back to the present day and the Abraham Lincoln statue has been replaced with an ape. I think that's quite fun, to be honest, but people seem to hate that as well. Uh, fine, we'll, we'll soon get to films that we've seen, hopefully. Jurassic Park 3. Um, I've seen Jurassic Park 3 Have you? I have not Have
1: you not? Uh, this is the one with uh, Sam New back again Because uh, uh, What's his name?
0: Uh, Jeff Goldblum took over
1: from, Yeah, Jack, Jeff Goldblum took over in Jurassic Park 2 So uh, Sam New, uh Who was the main protagonist of the first Jurassic Park uh, Returned uh, in Jurassic Park 3
0: Was Laura Dern back as well? Uh,
1: not that I was aware of I can't okay. remember but he was basically going back to the island because uh, a pair of rich, uh, a, a rich couple lost their son on, on, the, on the dinosaur island. And hence he had to go there to rescue him. Huh?
0: Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: this this was a film that introduced a talking velociraptor. What? Oh, uh, yeah. in, in the
0: little dream sequence thing. Yeah, the dream yeah, I've sequence, seen that. Yep. yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: this was the one that introduced. Um, um, Sam News character being able to communicate with Vel- velociraptors as well by blowing through a skull, All
0: right.
1: uh, yeah. Clear to say that this was definitely the the worst of the three Jurassic Park films back
0: then. Uh, Is it, where would you rank it in the five Jurassic films thus far? Oh,
1: the most recent one was pretty bad as well.
0: Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah.
1: This is quite this down there as well. Uh, it's sure. it's a tie between it's a tie for the it's bottom. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a long time since I've seen this films. Um, and because I know it's bad, um, I can't really remember it. I blocked it out of my memory.
0: Fair enough. Um, next is a film I thought I had seen, but now I I don't think I don't think I have. I think I, I've seen a YouTube video about it. Um, is the Mummy Returns? I feel that you've probably uh, seen, I, you've probably seen that, you?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Brandon Fraser comes back again. Um, this is because the first Mummy was really really good. Uh, it was really popular and it made lots of money. So. Obviously there would be the Mummy Returns. Uh yep. Brandon Fraser is back. Um yeah, it's good fun. It's really good fun. Like I've no I don't see any uh the only bit which is which is really weird was uh is it Rachel Wise isn't it, right? If yes. take yeah. It. yeah. Her character um yeah, there's was a bit at the end where she has an ancestor who is like an Egypt, Egyptian person as well. Right. And then suddenly she inherited her powers, etc. And then she could fight like her. It's a bit weird. Ooh, um, okay. But <laughs> if you want a film that you don't need to think too much of, her. The Mummy Returns is a pretty good sequel to the
0: first Mummy. Okay, we'll get around to one of these days. Um, and then Rachel voice left before they made the next one and they recast. Um, okay, sixth on the list is the only one that isn't a franchise film of some variety is Pearl Harbor. Although, um, again, I've not seen it. I've not seen any of these yet. Um, but it, it is the the most obvious attempt to remake Titanic that um, I come across. It's like a film with a, a massive disaster and huge epic and love story. Let's do it. Uh, it's it?
1: really, really popular, though. No, I've not seen it. But I know a lot of people uh, who really love this film. Really? More because they like Ben Affleck. And they I've, like I Josh thought everyone hated Hart this film. Yeah, well, there's a reason why it's so popular, why it's making so much money, though, know, Colin.
0: Did it? I thought it, made, I thought it was a huge bomb. Uh, anyway, who knows? Who, who who bothers researching these things, not me? <laughs> we
1: definitely should have done it better.
0: We should have done some research, but uh, we haven't, and they go, oh yeah, well, I think critically it, it got savaged. Yeah, um, critically it was savaged, definitely, but and, and, I'm
1: pretty sure that it wasn't that bad
0: uh, Okay. Market. We saw uh, From Here to Eternity as part of our Look Back in Oscar uh, series, which is also covers uh, some of the same ground of Pearl Harbor, but with a smaller budget and a better film. Uh, Here's a film I have seen. Uh, Number five, it's Ocean's Eleven, uh, a remake of of a pretty bad film starring Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, Um, but this time with George Clooney and Brad Pitt and uh, a host of stars. Elliot Gould. I don't think Elliot Gould's done anything since the uh, Ocean's films, but there you go. Uh, Casey Affleck, I think, is in it.
1: Anyway. Yep, yes, go on, go on.
0: Someone, uh, oh, can, can, can I name them all? Um, Carl <laughs> Reiner, I think, is in it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are 11 of them, Colin. Jason Statham? <laughs> Jason Statham? I don't think no, he is. No, I don't think Jason Statham's in it. No. Um, uh, the, 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 the the um the small guy who can do uh, somersaults. Matt Damon. It's yep. uh, yeah. not Matt Damon. Matt Damon's in it, though. Yeah, he is in it. Robbie Coltrane is in one scene, I think. Julia Roberts.
1: Okay. Yeah, you can stop now. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this is the start of all the films that started a franchise, and Ocean's Eleven is definitely uh, started a franchise. Given mm-hmm. that there are three films now after that, uh, yes. Ocean's Twelve, Thirteen, and eight,
0: eight. Ocean's Eight still going. This franchise sort of. Uh, I really like this. I, Steve Soderbergh, I think it made this really kind of classy, zippy, uh, heist fun film. heist. Yeah, um, Kind of brought back the heist, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's diminishing returns in this franchise, but this one I think is really good.
1: Well, I enjoy this film too.
0: Uh, Shrek, the first Shrek film, which I did see at the cinema, I think. Um, wow, such a long time ago. Yeah, I, although weirdly I felt the first Shrek film would be long, older than this. It feels like it's been a... 'Cause there's another there's another franchise started that we'll come on to.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, no I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. Uh the first and I've I haven't never seen it, but the first Fast and Furious film was in two thousand and one, which I couldn't quite believe. The, the Fast and the Furious series starts in the same year as Shrek. That seems mad to me. And it's still going strong. And it's and it's like the biggest series in the world. It is. Like yeah, every new one is. is makes billions of dollars. And Shrek feels like it's come and died several times since the- <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but that's amazing to me. Anyway, Shrek, it was fun for the time. I feel it hasn't aged well. Um,
1: it's good fun, though. I, have to, I I I did remember watching it multiple times um, on, on DVD. Uh, I did like the jokes. Uh, it was very really funny. I like all the references. It was very meta. Uh, it poked fun at a lot of uh, classic Disney themes yeah. back then, which was good. Because I think, uh, you know, back then cartoons was all quite similar and samey right. and the same kind of premise and same kind of plot and Shrek came in and turned everything all on its head and I have to say that um, back then um, in the Academy Awards this was the first year where the best animated film Oscar
0: was introduced oh right um, and Shrek won of course so uh, was that first year? Well, yeah right, so. it feels like um, it was I'm going to say the, the very reference heavy but it feels like it was the, the beginning of, of a new age of animation as, as you say I th- I mean, suddenly, I don't know. I don't know the ownership of Disney and Pixar stuff at this this stage. And, no, is this DreamWorks? The DreamWorks, Dreamworks. yeah. DreamWorks, um, but yeah, D- Disney wasn't putting out anything that people were loving at the stage. I don't think. Although, when was Emperor's New Groove? You love that. I uh, love Groove, Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, this, it does feel like it was. Um, and it was also one one of the earlier ones to get big name actors to voice character. I mean, I know, Toy Story had done it, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, and without making them look like those characters, yeah. those actors. Shark <laughs> uh, Tale is never far from my mind. Um, <laughs> I know. It's a very fresh take. I have to say, Shrek was very fresh back in those days. Like, when you see it, it's like, whew, oh, this is so clever. And it deservedly won the Oscar uh, over number three.
0: Three Monsters, Inc., uh, which again uh, was, I suppose, yes, also um starting the thing. I, I prefer Monsters, Inc. to Shrek, personally. I, I think it, Monsters, Inc. should have won the Oscar. There you go. I'm going to... Uh, controversial I'm going to open up 20 year old wounds I'll be honest this is the first you, time I've really thought about it but um, I feel it should <laughs> you don't even care about any of the no but I feel very strongly about this Billy Crystal John Goodman um, madcap zany stuff I think this might be a film that was along with maybe Catch Me If You Can made people say there should be an Oscar for best title sequence um, which would have been mad, let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's got a great title sequence, lots of doors and
1: stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Monster Inc. Monster's Inc. as well.
0: I, I think Shrek sure won
1: anyway. Uh, <laughs> but um, I thought Monster Inc. was done really well, and it's a very clever story.
0: Yeah, um, and it's a fun, fun take on this kind of monsters under the bed type idea. Uh, I like. That. I, I still remember the kind of. I'm getting very excited. Like, look at, look at Sully's fur. Look at the great advances of CGI we've made, and um, yeah. We've got a bit further since then. But yeah, good one. Yep. Um, and then the, the two behemoths, the ones that would uh, dominate cinema for the next few years. Um, number two, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Number one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, not not Sorcerer's Stone, as, as uh, Wikipedia insists. Um <laughs> Uh, two
1: films based on two book series which are immensely popular by two British authors as well.
0: Yeah, um, although J. Tolkien was born in South Africa, interesting fact. Um, but yes, he was British. Uh, yeah, two fantasy epics or right, epic film series. Um, the difference is, First of the Ring is a really good film. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is terrible. Um, but very popular though. Yeah, I, popular. I like the Harry Potter film series but they don't get good until the fourth one really. The
1: fifth one, surely. <laughs> Do you not like Goblet of Fire? No. Yeah, I I did like that they changed the maze. I I really? did like the maze changes.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think I saw the first two at the cinema, and I was like, I'm never watching any of these. And then that's I, the third one wasn't actually too bad. The, um, I can't believe you felt
1: so strongly for the first Harry Potter film. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this again.
0: Oh, so what's the <laughs> second one? I was like, I can't believe I, w- I watched these two. I came back, ah. no more for me. And then I watched all the others, uh, and have them all on DVD. Uh, but there you go. That was, and I say this is this was the, really the beginning of uh, franchises dominating uh, the box office. I think. Let's move on to some Oscar stuff. Just because I'm looking at the clock. Um, I, so, A Beautiful Mind uh, won some Oscars. Um, Russell Crowe plays John Nash, uh, economist. It's some great maths in this film. They they stay accurate to the maths, which is nice to see. Uh, Jennifer Connelly also very good. Want an it. It, Oscar? on Oscar. Paul Bettany uh, is in it and presumably met Jennifer Connelly his wife, um, in that, ah. uh, that film. I don't know if they've met before, but uh, who knows. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, Ron Howard on, on top form as director. Big fan. Uh, which I think, looking down this list, there's, some, there's only a couple of films this year that I, well, I've made three that I really love, but. Um, Let's I've through. only
1: seen three of the best picture films And the the other two I can't even remember them being there <laughs> Okay Go for it What
0: are they?
1: Well like, So you mentioned Beautiful Mind And obviously The Lord of Rings The First Show with the Ring yep. uh, Was nominated for best picture As it will for the next two years Spoiler alert yep. And winning the last year Mulan um, Rouge um, The Baz Luhrmann uh, vehicle war With Ewan McGregor and um, Nicole Kidman Nicole Kidman I was surprised this was nominated for best picture. Like, I um... hate this film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why, Colin? I just I hated it, and then um, maybe ten years later, I was like, maybe fifteen years later, um, I was like, I'll give it a second chance, and I still hated it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell us why. Tell me um, why.
0: I just the, 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 it's just the tone, the kind of whole zany thing. I just didn't like. I like the music. I think "Come What May" is a great song. But just, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the whole tone of it that just really um, rubbed me up the wrong way, which is weird because I love um, Romeo and Juliet, which is also Baz Luhrmann. Uh, and like everyone else in the world, I have no feelings about the film Australia. But uh, <laughs> no, not for me, this one. Not no, me.
1: I, I was surprised it was nominated for an Oscar because like I remember watching it. like I enjoyed it, but I don't think it was Oscar quality. But right. yeah, who
0: knows? Who knows?
1: Um, and then the other two films, I've not heard of them before or I couldn't remember them at all. So the first one is Gosford. Yeah, um. so
0: Gossip Park is. um I, I saw this. I didn't really like it. it. It's a murder mystery. It's got a great cast. It's all uh, of British. It's a British film. It's all kind of like so Stephen is in it. But basically, I, from memory, it's been a long time. But um if you can think of a of a classy British actor, they're probably in this film. Uh But it felt to me at the time just an excuse to get a list of classy British actors into a into a <laughs> film without really much thought of what it was. Let's do a kind of classic murder mystery. So, yeah, I, d- I didn't love this one, if I'm honest. Um, I've not seen it since 2001. This is one of the ones I did see that year, I think. But um,
1: yeah. yeah, and the second one's In the Bedroom,
0: which... Yeah, I I, I couldn't tell you about this. I've I, I vaguely oh. heard of it, but I've not seen it, and I couldn't tell you who's in it or anything. So Yep. Uh, Ali was this year. Um, Will Smith getting, coming as close as they're going to get to winning an Oscar, uh, it looks like, uh, for playing Muhammad Ali, which was uh, which I did see again this one. I saw the cinema, which was very good. Um, it was a year for short titles of about people, Iris was this year <laughs> yeah. um, Judy Dench I bought this on DVD for my brother uh, years ago and it turned out like he already had it so I I sold it and then years later bought it again and watched it and it's good uh, I don't know why I didn't just hold on to it to be honest <laughs> uh, Judy Dench plays Iris Murdoch uh, a writer, a very famous writer who's suffering from dementia uh, and I, th- I can't remember if she won the Oscar or if she was nominated for an Oscar but she was very good in it hmm.
1: Oh, she was nominated for Oscar. Nominated, okay. Yes, Halle Berry who won the Oscar
0: that uh, year. Oh, uh, for Monsters Ball, which I've not seen.
1: Oh, Monsters Ball.
0: No, you need it. Uh, Bridget Jones was this year, the first one. Um, well, I was a little bit surprised to learn that René Zellweger was nominated for an Oscar. I guess it was around the peak René Zellweger mm. time before... Um, before she re-peaked with Judy but at that point really... well
1: I mean after that she she was nominated for Chicago and then yeah. she won for Col Mountain Co-Mountain. right so yeah. yeah this was her, her trajectory upwards uh, in the
0: next couple of years it feels uh, a bit like um, Johnny Depp being nominated for Captain Jack Sparrow it's like really good first performance and then just kept doing it <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then we got tired of it
0: yeah yeah uh, but it's a really good film I think um and and really plays up the uh, the Prime Prejudice links. The, the Hugh Grant, Colin Firth fight is, is a, a hilarious classic for the ages. Mm-hmm. In my view. Um Amelie was this year and did not win Best Foreign Language Picture, which surprised me. Which one? Emily. Emily.
1: Ah, Amélie.
0: Sorry. My my French pronunciation Connie. is poor, obviously. It's awful. Uh, oh sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. Amelie? Amelie, we're <laughs> we getting closer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I have a, a lovely film. All you have um, so say, slice It didn't win. Uh, Memento is probably my favourite film from this list. Really, uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan's best film to date, I think.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, I borrowed this film from you, Colin. Ah. From a uh. did TV. you return it to me?
0: What a an unusual situation.
1: Who knows? Situation. It, who knows. <laughs> but um, when anyone, when anyone asks me why why I do for fun, I say I do a films podcast, and they ask me what my favorite film is. Momento is one of the easy ones to say. Yeah. Um, I tend to use that quite often because uh, it's such a great film. I think it's so cerebral. Mm. I mean, this was when you know Christopher Nolan, you know, was tackling difficult subjects by mesh to make it coherent. And, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, which he's struggling with with his later subject matters, but yeah. this was one of his best works, really.
0: Yeah, this was, and this I think only his third film, um, after Insomnia and something else that like, began with F, I can't remember. Um, so it's, it's written pre- by his brother as well, yeah, it's Jonathan Nolan. It was pre inception, it was pre Batman, uh, yeah, begins just, um, and yeah, just such a clever film, and yeah, really good. I'm going to rattle through. The only other one I wanted really mention for mention from this list um, is Kate and Leopold, because I think it's amazing they got Oscar nominated, um, which is uh, Hugh Jackman, one of his first films, where he plays a time traveller who joins Meg Ryan in the present day. Uh, but it was nominated for music, I think, or best song or something. But it's. Uh. It is what it is. Leah <laughs> <It's laughs> Schreiber, isn't
1: it? It was to preview, yeah, I think.
0: I disagree. Um, but. <laughs> Should we go for some non-Oscar things uh, quickly? If there's anything, anything else on the list you want to talk about?
1: There was Legally Blonde, which, yes. was, uh, yeah. which made Reese Witherspoon a household name. Uh, I think Legally Blonde was really, really popular and really, really big. Mm. and It's still one of those films that I watch right now as well. If I want something like, you know, something that I want to watch which is light I do not yeah it too much, it's, it's good, good fun.
0: And we're getting a um, third one, aren't we?
1: We are getting a, a third one, yeah. Mm. So... Uh, that introduced the world to Reese Witherspoon even though she's been in a lot of the things uh, back before this including election Hmm. including election the Princess Diaries brought us Anne Hathaway yes yeah uh, which uh, also again a decent film like I mean like it is what it is (laughs) yeah like it's not something I can afford with this film like it knows who is catered to and it does it right and you know just like legally blonde Anne Hathaway managed to be um very charming it is and it definitely elevated her star power
0: quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> um <laughs> I read the book. It's not for me really. Um yeah, the uh Captain Crady's Mandolin was this year. Um and Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage. I think it's not bad, but a lot of people hated it. Um it's, Oh
1: Nicolas Cage film you've
0: seen. Yes, it's on the list. Uh we did we did the book in school actually, um which must have been released not long before this. So, I think the book was huge, and I guess there's a lot of buzz about this one, but uh, yeah, plenty of Creatures, Cage. I think it's, as I say, not bad, but it deviates a bit from the book, which people didn't like. Um, A Knight's Tale, uh, so brought Heath Ledger to the masses, I guess. Well, I guess it's after 10 things I hate about you, but um, which I only saw a couple of years ago, and it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind sure of Heath Ledger
1: was bigger before A Knight's Tale. Well, after that, I
0: say 10 things I hate about you was before that, wasn't it? So, yeah, fair enough, yeah, uh. Maybe well it was also Paul Bettany It was it was his other other big film that year. Uh, was was in that. Yeah, no, I I really I thought it was really funny. Um nice take on this. Uh just to prove my point about um how franchises were bigger than individuals this year, I think Amer- America's Sweet Arts didn't do as well as they were hoping. Um Oh no it did, it did fine. Forget that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh but my favourite film from this year, one of my favourite films ever, is a film called Crazy Beautiful. Um, which was Kirsten Dunst and Jake Hernandez uh, which is a love story set in California uh, about a kind of girl in school and and she's kind of she's got rich parents or rich father her her mum isn't around but but she's kind of acting out and playing truant and all stuff and he's from a poor family but is really trying hard and it's kind of kids from different sides of the tracks and I love this film immensely
1: You're so biased though, Colin
0: Biased? Yeah, biased? Kirsten Dunst is in it. This is why I'm biased. This is this is the origin story of, of me and Kirsten Dunst. Um, actually probably Spider-Man is, but uh, it's right up there. It's such a good film season. Such a, Have you seen this film?
1: No, but I know Jay Hernandez was in Suicide Squad. Oh, come on, man. Come on. I okay.
0: Um if you if you're <laughs> Starting your Kirsten Dunst film, um, watching C I only hope you are. Um, Get Over It was also <laughs> this year um, where she uh, plays alongside Ben Foster uh, about uh, a high school play they're putting on Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, Sisquo, isn't it? Do you remember Sisquo? I know Sisquo. Yeah, he's in this film.
1: oh nice.
0: Oh dear. Also, uh, Livecroft Tomb Raider, as we mentioned it before, that was this year. It was terrible. Really bad. It is awful. Anything else in this year?
1: Yeah, nothing much that yeah, I want to mention. Like uh yeah, no, no. no. I think everything else was covered, yeah.
0: So so you said you thought it was a pretty good year. I think there are some really great films this year. Lord of the Rings, Memento, Crazy Beautiful, the big three. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll be more kind than I was and say, Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad this year.
1: I'm pretty certain like we've done this before and there were times where was like, uh, oh, what what's going on with this year?
0: Yeah. It, I, guess for, not a, yeah. I think for me this is a, a year with some great films but a lot of the a lot of the ones in the in the top 10 or more maybe even more so the ones that got Oscars were not ones I was that interested in maybe yeah what, that,
1: that, that you're, you're probably true on, on that point yeah that's that's probably correct yeah um but I did as I say, I really like Lord of the Rings. I did like Shrek I did like Memento there's some really yeah. films there I don't think I had this kind of um Compared to some other lists that we've done before, I'm I, I'm pretty certain we've mentioned this before, because <laughs> okay. some, yeah. some some years were dire, some years were dire.
0: Yes, no, fair enough. Um. Well, also, Mariah Carey's film Glitter came out this year, which I feel like I might have oh. watched. Um, and is okay. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's, it's going to mark the year down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh we move on then to our quiz, um, which this week this time is about Pixar shorts. There are more of these than I had realized, Dejan, and um I I kind of researched this, I suppose. A lot of them I clicked on. I thought, Oh, I have seen that at one point. Uh of I've course got, you have. But I feel you're gonna do better than me here. Let's let's find out.
1: Me well, let's see.
0: How's um, that? I believe we're level for the year. We've have we drawn both of them so far this year, I think. Yep. Yep, okay.
1: Um, question one What is the name Of the hopping desk Lamp included In Pixar's corporate logo And also the style Of its own short
0: uh, That's L- Luxo Jr Yep uh, What is the only Pixar short That's got two directors
1: Whew.
0: A lot of these Are wrote without Clicking on them I Just like here's a list Of them
1: Yeah I don't know this Call it this This is uh, This is A very obscure question <laughs> no uh, oh, well, I'll
0: one. give uh, you I'll give you a clue because I'm feeling generous um, yeah it's quite ironic uh, one man band it is one man band there you go what thanks good work. thanks for the clue Colin yeah no worries
1: I'll remember that when I win <laughs> question two uh, which shot was the first Pixar film to feature a human being as its main character
0: oh it's the one with the chess player uh, someone's game uh Jerry's game? Yep. Um what is the only Pixar short with a four letter name?
1: Ah. Four letter Well, wow. Colin, you just like look at the Pixel well, shots. Basically
0: did. for the first few questions I did just look at the table of shots. I was like four. And then after all I thought I'd better four. click on these things just to read something first about so
1: First of all, let me see um let me see the answers to my other questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: to see if any of them make sense. Uh
0: you just you can't take this long to count the letters of these answers.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They're definitely not my answers, Colin. So okay. that's a clue for you. <laughs> well, that helps. Good. Uh, uh, no, I don't know, Colin. God, uh, it's lava. Ah, uh, of course, of course. Who counts the number? One? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> clearly
0: you do. I do. Qu-
1: question three: Which uh, shot tells the story of a dancing sheep who loses his confidence after being sheared?
0: Oh boy. Uh, okay. Can I remember this? I I I clicked on it. Uh, Is it bounding?
1: It is bounding. Yes. Uh,
0: question three: How many Pixar shorts have been nominated for but not won an Oscar? (laughs) Many. Many, you say? Yeah. (laughs) Can can you be more precise than (laughs) that? Many.
1: I know how many won. Okay. Does it help?
0: Do you know how many were nominated? Because if you take that off that total, then you're fine.
1: Oh <laughs> many. Like seven?
0: Nine. Oh.
1: Colin, your questions are getting very really
0: tough. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry.
1: Question four, that's why which ga-
0: shot So I gave you a clue I was feeling bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Question four, which shot has a rabbit called Alec Azam?
0: A rabbit called Alec Azam? Yeah. If I hadn't guessed Boundin for the last one, I'd have guessed it for this one. But um, I've already, I've already done that. So to who
1: knows? I could be asked. asked uh, it could be. This, it scene. could be
0: a rabbit and a sheep having fun together. Um, I think yeah, it's like exactly. too much plot for for one of these. Uh, I'm trying to think of any any titles now.
1: <laughs> um like Azam. Is it Piper? No, um, it's pres- Presto, a which, la Kazam.
0: Which, now I think about it, is a short about a bird called Piper. <laughs> anyway. Yes, it is a sandpiper bird. Basically, I just saw my next question. I panicked. Uh, question four. In the Pixar short Piper, what is Piper afraid of? Um, The sea,
1: right? The waves or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, water. Yeah, that works, come on.
0: Yeah, I'm, give, I'm giving the point. You can't see my fingers, but I've got three on, <laughs> one, on one hand and two on the other. Um, I was in a severe accident. No, I, I so it's three, two with one question left for me. If I win this, I've won it. Yep. Uh,
1: you may have won it given that you've asked a similar question in the past, but um, oh, no. because, um, <laughs> as we know from the previous question, Pixar is usually nominated for lots of Best Animated Short Films. Name two of them which were not nominated for an Academy Award oh. for Best Animated Short film.
0: God, i did i even clicked on one of these because i thought how bad must you be not to get nominated um yeah exactly oh it's gonna take some time i might have to cut some bits out um <laughs> oh boy
1: does there it was... help people tell you how many uh were nominated were not nominated well, you can do the math colin you've done it I, <laughs> I don't know how many i don't
0: know how many shorts there are so i can't do the math but um uh I clicked on one and he said it was inspired by something. That's that's all I'm all I'm remembering at the moment, which is not helpful. Uh maybe Lava wasn't. Um and maybe also the blue umbrella. ha! <laughs> you got it? Yes. Ow. Oh, goodness me. That was
1: that uh you that and partly Cloudy, the adventurers of Andre and Wally B, Raids Dream and Nick Nick.
0: Wow, Party cloudy was the one I clicked on and read about, but i forgotten. Wow, goodness mm-hmm. me! Okay, well, it means I've won this one. But here's your last question anyway. Uh, which, which Pixar short was written by, directed by, voiced by, and had music by Bud Lucky? Bud
1: Lucky. Ooh.
0: Who? Uh, it's it's not one man band because you know that had two directors, but um, <laughs> but he does sound very much like a one man band, does Bud Lucky? Wrote, directed, voiced, narrated, and had music by. I, I'm not sure what the difference in voicing and narrating is, but there you go. Just so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know this, Collie. Uh, you, you might have been able to guess it from the fact that I dragged it from my memory from from your one of your other questions, but it's bounding. Ah, bounding. There you go, a glorious victory for me—the first victory of the year. Uh, next time, DJ, we are quizzing on Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan films, films that feature both Tom Hanks and <laughs> Meg Ryan.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, what's our main topic for next time, DJ?
1: Um, films beginning with the letter G we've come round guys
0: we have no shame Uh, we're (laughs) going to keep doing it Uh, so if you have any suggestions let us know czmovies at gmail.com and we will see you then
1: bye